Welcome to EAU Podcasts. In this episode, Professor Bhaskar Samani, consultant urological surgeon within medicine at the University of Southampton, will share his experience in publishing scientific papers. Professor Samani has published over 400 peer-reviewed papers. He is also on the editorial board of four journals and a reviewer for 15 journals. Hi everyone, my name is Professor Baska Somani and I'm a consultant and a urologist in Southampton. So, Professor Somani, publishing is a difficult subject for most urologists. Do you remember how you went about your first paper and what struggles you had with it? I remember publishing my first paper about 17 years ago, which was a case report. You know, it took me a lot of courage and time to write the first draft. And then after six or seven revisions and improvements, it was finally submitted. Of course, then there were more revisions after the peer review. But this experience taught me patience. It built my confidence. And it also allowed me to believe that I could publish. It allowed me to familiarize with the submission process and reference manager software. So all in all, it was a very good experience. Well, I must say, it's a relief to hear that publishing the first article was quite difficult for you as well. You've now published over 400 papers. Does it get easier with time? Anyone who has published, and no matter if it's their first or 400th paper, will tell you it is never easy to publish. The effort and teamwork and attention to detail needed is the same. What does improve, however, is that you understand the submission process better and perhaps which journal to target due to your previous experiences with other submissions. Through this process, you understand the nuances of journals and what is accepted and what is not. Then what are the tips for a successful outcome? Tips for a successful outcome? Okay, once you have done the hard work, Success is, of course, very important. This is the only way that your published article reaches other readers and gives you the kudos deserved. I would start with the title, make sure it reflects the work, but equally can attract the attention of the editor and readers. Next is the abstract, which is what most people will read, and this will summarize the paper. So make sure that it is concise, but it entices the readers to read the full paper. Ensure that the methodology is sound and is described correctly. The study design fits and fills in the existing knowledge gap. I'm also an editor of various journals. And after the abstract, this is where I pay my attention to. And if the methods are faulty, it gets rejected. If you like, this is like a cooking recipe. And if this is not right, the dish will never be right. The results and discussion follow. And this should be pertinent, but not too long, and follow the journal style and recommendation. The instruction to the authors and some example papers should be read beforehand from the journal. Enhance this with figures and tables, and as a general rule, avoid duplication. In the discussion, start with the main findings of the study, then how they compare to the literature or fills the existing knowledge gap, And finally, the limitations. Now here, don't be shy to hide the limitations. There is no perfect study which does not have limitations. The conclusion must succinctly tell the reader 
how and why it is what's been presented is significant for practice, policy, or further research. They must explicitly say how this article constitutes a contribution to knowledge. Now, the references should be relevant, pertinent, and done per the journal style, usually using a reference manager software such as EndNote or RefWorks. And finally, don't forget to have author contributions, acknowledgements, and most importantly, any conflict of interest. Thank you for sharing your experience with each part of a paper. As you said, publishing is never easy, even with such a rich publication list. Could you please tell us how you would deal with rejections? Now, in terms of dealing with rejections, it's never easy. You feel a bit deflated, especially if the reviewers have been a bit harsh. However, like with anything in life, you have to refocus and restart. I look at the reviewers' comments from the rejected manuscript and I try and address them if possible and improve the manuscript before resubmitting. Now, most of the time, revisions and rejections do help the manuscript to become better and stronger. So it should be taken with a pinch of salt, but in a positive frame of mind. Once I think the paper is ready and have submitted a manuscript, I'll never give up till it's published, even if it means resubmitting a few times. Sometimes your vision about it being an excellent paper may not be the same as the reviewer, or the priority for journal at that point might be different. So never get disheartened, but make sure you do a good job, and then it's only a matter of time before it gets published. So it's important to do a good job, and it's also important to find a journal that matches your work. What do you think are the core skills needed for urologists who want to publish? <laughs> this is a good question. I think writing and publishing is needed for medical, nursing and healthcare professionals. Once you have an idea which is potentially publishable, you need to develop this idea, perhaps with, the, with your team. You need to look into the search engines like PubMed or Google to check what has already been done. Knowledge in a chosen area, knowing existing literature and maybe relevant guidelines such as the EAU guidelines along with writing and communicational skills are all needed to help with the writing. Now, besides this, make sure the data is maintained and the integrity of data is maintained. You need to have some analytical and statistical know-how and maybe a degree of multitasking. Now, one must be good with spelling, grammar and punctuation errors, or you must get somebody to proofread this, as this is easily picked up by reviewers. And what happens is generally it puts them off, even though it might be a good paper. So make sure these are sorted before you submit. Use a reference manager software, and it's important to understand the target audience of the journal, and you have to adapt to the journal where you're submitting. Indeed, conducting a good research and writing a good paper are extremely important. How would you select a topic or a journal? Okay, the, the choice of topic is very personal and generally one should keep to their strengths. For example, if you're a bladder cancer surgeon, your scientific and clinical knowledge, your clinical work, your team, etc. are geared towards it. So the topic should be centered around bladder cancer as you will probably know the gaps in literature and what your strengths are of the study you want to publish. So it doesn't therefore make sense for you to do a project of publish in andrology, for example, where you will need to 
you know, work even harder and probably not be successful. So I would say stick to your strengths and it will increase the, the chances of having a success. Now, once you know the subject, make a list of available journals which are pertinent. Determine the scientific rigor, impact factor, peer review process, for example, some journals take very long. Is it indexed on PubMed, for example? Is there an article processing fee because some journals charge this? And what are the author and copyright status? And would it be read in your community? For example, if I'm an endourologist, I would probably want to be read by endourologists in the country or internationally, depending on your outcomes and scientific content of the work. So make sure these are covered before you select a topic or a journal. Well, those are very practical tips for selecting a journal Conducting research, writing papers and having them published in good journals cannot be done without good teamwork. Can you share your secrets of a successful team who seem to publish a lot of high quality articles? Now, as a team, we all work for patient healthcare and safety, and that involves a clinical team. And it's the same with publishing. You cannot do it all alone. It's very important to collaborate, brainstorm, exchange ideas and then work as a team. It's important, therefore, to have a leader within that with a vision who can understand the strengths of the team, can delegate work accordingly, have a good relationship with them, and maybe stick to timelines. In most of my projects, for example, I take on this role. Once you have an idea of the project, everyone should know the hypothesized endpoint. Get a consensus on the quality. Establish the rules. And the rules, for example, who will do the literature search, the statistics, the referencing, tables of figures, and so on. And one must stick to a timeline and also ensure that everyone in the team is happy with the rules given and they can seek, seek help when needed. The strategy allows collaboration for multi-center and international studies where data is contributed by multiple sources. Now, I'll give you an example of a paper we recently published on similar lines. We wanted to compare global variations in mineral content of bottled still and sparkling water. We collaborated and had data including 316 different still water and 224 different sparkling water brands. I was leading it from Southampton with the main team Simone and Guido in AMC Amsterdam, the statistician who was Rob in Newcastle with a total of 30 authors and data from 21 countries. Now, this did involve periodic meetings, updates, but we were able to give and do the paper within the time frame with all authors being a part of the paper. Now, this is just one example of how a big multi-centric project can be, can be done. Now, don't be afraid. Improve on your weaknesses. Have a mentor if possible. Collaborate and be intelligent with your submissions. And ultimately, I think you do have to enjoy the process and the success that comes with it. Thank you so much, Professor Samani, for sharing your valuable experience about publishing scientific papers. Happy publishing, everyone. Thank you. And thank you for joining in in this podcast. We hope that there are some takeaway messages for you and that they can be of some help on your way to a successful publication. If you have further questions about publishing scientific papers, please leave a comment or send an email to podcast at euroweb.org and we will continue inviting speakers to share their experiences. For more EAU podcasts, 
please go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe to our EAU podcast channel for regular updates.